Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. You know, we often talk about homeschooling as a journey, and we can apply that in many different settings. But when you think about it for your homeschool year, a lot of times we like to put things on cruise control and just go through the year. We think if we have our plan, we can just go through without too much thought. But today we want to talk about making tweaks and adjustments as you go along in the mid-year. So joining me for that discussion is my friend and co-worker, Laura Pitney. Good to have you with us again. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about those mid-year adjustments. It, I keep thinking back to the cruise control um, scenario because usually when you plan out your route, you're assuming that things are not going to change. But huh, this is the real life we're talking about in homeschooling, and things change, and we've got to make adjustments with those. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the adjustments we've had to make this year so far and how we, how we made those. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that how it's so important to have the plans and to have the game plan and to have the route that you're going to do because when life does happen and the crazy happens around us, that's what keeps us anchored. Yes. And so I do value referring to my plans, referring to my notes. That helps me stay on track amidst all the unplanned events that, that happen. So usually mid-year between usually Thanksgiving and January, um, I usually try to give some devoted time to look back at, a, at my original plans for the year, what I was, all my goals for each kid, for the family. And I really use that to um, gauge if I'm on track or not. And then um, I make adjustments, meaning, okay, we're moving slower in this subject. So my my first goal is probably not going to happen, so let me go mm -hmm. ahead and put a realistic goal because it just didn't work out like I assumed it would. So um, I definitely make adjustments based on uh, the progress. Uh, and I'm glad that you said you're going to adjust your goals rather than you're going to push your child. Correct, correct. We want to make sure we tweak our plans Yes. to fit the child correct, rather than trying to push the child to fit the original yes, plan. Yes, because I've tried it the other way, and it was not fun not for, any a good of, thing. for any of us. And <laughs> uh, I want to like my children, and I want them to like me. So adjusting the goals um, is just the right way to do it. It respects yeah. them as yeah. a person. We always say teach the child, not the yeah. curriculum. And when you're trying to make your child fit the original plan— and it, you know, something has changed here that's not respecting that child as a person. Right. right. The other thing I try to focus on is I try to be a truth seeker. I feel like it's really easy to see all the things you haven't accomplished or haven't done or fallen short just because you do have it all on paper and it looks really good. So to remind myself, okay, what have we done? What's the progress we have made? So to remind myself of the truth that I know um, are true versus those unmet expectations. And that has helped me mentally, that mid-year point, saying it's going to be okay. You're right. It's easy for us to look at if this was the plan we had and we're not there yet, as you said, progress isn't there, or I didn't do this one thing I thought I was going to do. It's easy to 
beat ourselves up and get a defeated attitude, I'm no good at this, yeah. never mind, we aren't learning anything. Right. It's amazing how our right. brains will just <laughs> go there so quickly. Yes. But instead, if we can look at what we have done, first celebrate those wins. Yes. It's so easy for some temperaments especially to, oh, I'm <laughs> preaching to myself, that's how I know. Yeah. We're very much alike yeah. in this, that it's easy to just look at where we missed instead of celebrating where we did accomplish things. Yeah. And then we may be surprised. We may have kids that semester or that year that really excel and do great, and we're like, hey, let's keep on trucking. And so there's, I don't want to just focus on the negative, but mm -hmm. realistically, we have very high ambitions on our paper plans. So that mid-year point check-in, I just feel like it's so vital to, to just I don't know, get back to reality of what's actually happening and what we're actually doing, whether you level up or down or however you have to adjust. Yeah, sometimes if we go back to that car scenario, it's it's like we have our route planned, but maybe um, we suddenly realize we're not on the route we had originally thought we would be. Yesterday, we went to a botanical garden about an hour from our house, and as we drove down the road, we suddenly realized we had missed the entrance. So we had to find a place to turn around and come back. And it, it makes sense to do that in the car, but so often in homeschooling, we think, well, let's just keep going. We're making good time. And we don't realize we've gotten <laughs> no off. No <bathroom> stops. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going, kids. So we might get off, off the route. Uh, we might We might hit an obstacle in front of us, and we have to figure out how to maneuver around that. Or we might hit a really steep hill, mm -hmm. and we have to adjust our speed. We have to adjust maybe our resources that we're using. So many ways we can tweak. One adjustment that I'm making right now is um, I had true confession time. Okay. okay. <laughs> Got off route. I had slacked off on asking my daughter to narrate for me. And those of you who don't know, um, my youngest is 22, but she has special needs. And so we are still um, homeschooling her every day because she can still learn. And she's, um, she's reading at a third grade level, praise God. We didn't know she'd be able to do that. And we're working on her math. But I had really slacked off on um, narrations with her because it's so hard for her to put things into words, to capture them and to, to speak them. And my thinking was, this is too hard for her. I don't want to make school um, so difficult that she loses interest in it and doesn't want to do it. Yeah. That was my, my reasoning. But I just finished reading a fabulous book by Karen Glass called Know and Tell. Wonderful book. I highly recommend it. And this is another reason why we keep teaching ourselves yep. and keep learning for ourselves because it motivates us and encourages us and reminds us where we've gotten off the route. Because that never happens. No, know? no, to none of us. <laughs> but in that book, Karen especially talked about how narration is, needs to be practiced just like any skill. It's like if you want to improve in playing piano, mm -hmm. you practice. <laughs> and you don't expect a newbie to, you know, play Chopin, mazurkas, perfectly if they haven't practiced them. 
And it dawned on me, of course it's going to be hard for her if we never practice. And I thought back to all the other skills that she had learned. Like she's now in, um, in math book two, so she's adding and subtracting three-digit numbers with carrying and borrowing. It's a big deal. It's huge. <laughs> She's using the manipulatives, but the fact that she can do that is mainly because we've practiced yeah. it so much. And it was like one of those head palm moments. <laughs> oh, duh, of course. She's not going to improve in this if we don't practice it every day. And, and it's not fair yeah. of me to... Uh, to assume that she can improve on something if I don't give her the opportunity to practice. It's not just a developmental thing. So we've started narrating again. How's it going? It's going pretty well. What's interesting to me, now I really enjoyed in the book, there was a chapter on using narration with special needs. And it talked about how we can scaffold and help each child, but it's mainly about developing a relationship that narration can really be a relationship-building activity, which was a wonderful thought. And so in the books that she's reading aloud to me, I will ask her for a narration, and I let her keep the book. And she currently, we're going we're gonna to work away from this, but currently she's looking through what she read and finding a phrase or a sentence to say. Okay. Now, my first thought is, oh, don't take the book away. You don't look back at the book. But... I notice she's not just grabbing any random sentence. She is thoroughly looking through there for whatever she can find that will summarize what she read. Okay. And sometimes it's a complete sentence, sometimes it's just a phrase, but she's being very careful about finding the words. It's still hard for her to put the words together for herself, but she can find what she wants to say okay. already there. So we're starting at that point. Great, that's which awesome. Which is really interesting. <laughs> now. Um, yesterday, I read aloud to her. Well, no, two days ago, I read aloud to her and then closed the book and asked her to narrate. And it took quite a while. Okay. But uh, I, I thought, let's try a written narration and see if that's easier for her to just put something down instead of trying to speak it. And so we read the story of Samson and the riddle that he gave at the wedding of when he, out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet, that story. And I thought, I don't know if she even knows what a riddle is or has that comprehension, but we're just going to see what she got out of that story. So I waited and I waited. And it took probably two full minutes for her to write anything down. And then she wrote down, marry someone. Oh, <laughs> But that's all yeah. right. That, that is, I mean, that is what she got out of it, or at least what she could communicate. I'm sure she got other things out of it. But I'll, I'll take that, yeah. especially since yeah. we're now starting over again, if, it will, if you will, with that skill. Yeah. So that was encouraging, and we're going to keep going down that path and giving her those opportunities mm -hmm. to share mm -hmm. and hopefully increase in her. As you said... I was going to beat myself up because I pulled out the notebook that we used to narrate in years ago and flipped open, and she was giving two-sentence narrations to me. Wow. That were really good. Yeah. Yeah, and I was writing them down. And I looked at that, and I looked at Mary someone, <laughs> and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> but 
we have to instead celebrate yeah. and move on from here. Right. Practice. So we're going to make that adjustment, Practice. and we're getting back on route, yep. and we're going to go. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I was going to say, personally, the route that I have always planned for each school year, I don't think has one time actually happened the way I had planned. Mm. And so um, I share that as an encouragement that in the midst of the events and the way life happens, you just have to adjust and do the best you can. I mean, I'm going to stay as close to that uh, road, that journey as I, you know, as my plan that I that I started out to do. Um, but things happen. Um, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, my father passed away about five years ago, and it was December, and it was real sudden. And obviously, the Lord was in that situation and has used that situation. But coming off of the grief of that. All I wanted to do for myself was what I do best to cope, and that's give me some paint, let me redo something, yeah. you know, give me something to organize. That's just how I deal with stress or, or things. And so I spent, some people have yeah. shopping therapy. Yes. You have fix yes. it, fix yes. it up therapy, which is yeah. funny. Which is why I have a lot of my friends' keys to their houses. <laughs> so that way, if I ever need to come organize something or paint something, I already have the key. So it's just funny. Um, I'll give you a key when okay. we're done. <laughs> Sounds great. So I spent after that time. I spent a good. I don't know, January, February, just working on house projects, and I painted my kitchen cabinets. A school, a lot of school did not get done um, at the time, but that investment in my home and in the atmosphere of my home and in my children and those relationships, so school was put to the side because we were living out the life that um, we had to to survive, (laughs) you know, even just for me. Um, So that was one of those times where... Um, we still accomplish things we need to accomplish, but it wasn't necessarily the original plan of how it was to be done. And another example is the last few years, there really hasn't been a semester that I haven't had an extra child in my home. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, school was still getting done, but the dynamic of our homeschool changed. It was just different situations where people just needed help here and there. And then in return, I've had people help me with my my children. So um, again, that wasn't on the original plan or or even talked about come the beginning of the school year, but we just made those adjustments um, as, as it happened. And again, you know, life just happens and school is definitely a priority in our home, but it's not always the focus. The focus is the heart and the relationships and ministry um, ultimately. And Currently, we're moving, Mm -hmm. so trying to do homeschool in the midst of moving is a big deal, and moving from one house to a new house, and the new house isn't ready yet, so therefore, we're in limbo, still trying to have normal routines and function with school, and, you know, fortunately, the Lord's been very gracious in knowing me intimately to where I usually put really high expectations on myself and all the people around me. And I feel like he's been very gracious just to give me, to lower all that down and just focus on making sure everybody's happy and healthy and 
not always going crazy in the midst of the crazy of not having a home. I mean, we're homeless right now, literally. Um, I mean, we're living in our church. <laughs> so, you know, but I can say I probably have never had a normal school year, ever. Yeah. It just, there's always been something that has, I don't want to say interrupted, but changed what my original plan was. So those mid-year connections or reviews or however you want to word it, um, I feel like just kind of anchor me back amidst all the things happening to where I can, you know, turn the corner and feel like I can finish strong. And it doesn't have to be only halfway right. through the year, you know. <laughs> like you said, sometimes you start going one direction and then that extra child needed to come yeah. stay and those extra children were all school age, right? Yeah. You had to homeschool them. Yeah. It wasn't just have a little one underfoot. Right. So you had to adjust your plans yeah. at that point. So all through the year, mm -hmm. we are going back to look at that original plan, which is our starting point. If we, like you said, if we don't have that, then we're just, you know. Really in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Floating along. We're going to have. There's no journey happening. <laughs> yeah, we're, just, we're wandering is what we're doing. Yeah. So we look at that original plan, we evaluate what's working, what isn't, and we might want to apply that KISS framework yeah. we've talked about. Yeah. What do I want to keep? What do I want to improve? What do I want to stop doing? What do I want to start doing? And then we make adjustments and we try it and then repeat the cycle, you know, go back again as many times as we need to during the school year. But that's how we make our homeschool journey work for our family rather than forcing our family to try to fit into a, an often unrealistic framework. Thanks for your thoughts on that. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. By the way, did you know that you can tell Siri or your Echo or Google device to play the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast? Give it a try. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. <laughs>